for it to be This is small town music This is big town music He's ahead of his time, you know But he can't use it If only he could prove it Well, tomorrow's just a song away A song away A song away Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Pilar Alessandra. That's all, folks. No Kyle. No oh. no Murray. Oh. No Siegel or April or Christy. It is just... No pretty people. <laughs> just, just, well, there's one pretty person. Oh. <laughs> Did you think I was talking to you? <laughs> That's not very nice. Uh, so anyway, Pilar is here today because it... Uh, today is September 1st, and tomorrow is September 2nd. That's and right. And on September 2nd, Pilar has a birthday. Yeah. So she's here uh, as a present. Yes. This is this is probably the thing about my birthday that I actually like, which is I, I get to be on the show. That's right. I got right. to be on it last year. And you, picked, you also picked the topic today. I did. Tell people what the topic is. It's story songs. Story songs. We did We did a version of this probably... Boy, in our first year. So it's been way too long since we've done this topic. So we're going to tackle it again today. What? Why do you like story songs so much? You've always loved story songs. I do. I do. Well, I mean, I teach story for a living. And I must have been influenced by these story songs along the way. I don't know. They just, a lot of them are so cheesy and they're so tragic. Yep. But they just force me to listen and I have to get to the end and and I just love replaying them for all the little moments in between it kind of like you know it's a it's it's an audio movie and I love movies some of these songs have three act structure some of them do they have yeah. a beginning a middle and an end I guess they have to because they're a story song right 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 so you have you're having a milestone birthday oh shut up <laughs> couldn't people have just you know in the course of this podcast they will mm. guess that Based mm-hmm. on how old I was it, with these certain songs, but you have to just say it right after milestone. No one, believe, no one believes that you're going to be that. <sighs> you're going to be that age because you look fantastic. No Botox yet. No Botox. Not yet. Nope. Although you know, people do ask me if I'm mad all the time, which so maybe I need. I say that all the time at the house. I go, "Are you okay? What's wrong?" She's like, "I'm fine." It's that angry line in the middle of my eyes. But then her her answer is always angry. I'm fine. <laughs> Because I find the question annoying. So you if have, I was in a good mood before, now I'm not. You have had uh, calf implants. Shut up. I have not. And, but no Botox, but you have had... Uh, I haven't had anything. You've had ear reduction. So far, no. I've had more plastic surgery than you. Yeah, maybe. I have. <laughs> I had my ear, your, your I, ear. I had my ear done. I had nasal surgery. That wasn't really That's plastic surgery. That's not plastic surgery. surgery. I had an ear that jutted out when I was a kid. It looked like... Uh, it looked like I was saying, huh, what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> but, um, but ever since I got fixed, now I can't hear at all. What? Huh? Huh? Uh, let me, let's, I'm going to kick it off. This isn't a story song, but this is just, this is just ACDC's just going to introduce the topic, even though we already told people what the topic is. Here, here's a little ACDC's going to introduce the topic. Won't tell you a story about a woman I know. That's a whole lot of Rosie, and Rosie's got some uh, 
major measurements. Yeah, I, that actually makes me like ACDC. 42, 39, 56. That's a big booty. 56 well, is a big booty. If you got a flaunted baby. You wear a size zero in a dress. Well, so you're, it's a, a whole lot of not pillow. No, that doesn't <laughs> well, make sense. I'm very short, you know. Sure, I've seen short people that don't have an attractive figure. <laughs> they didn't say, they didn't tell us how tall Rosie was. She could have been 5'2". No, they, they said she's not too small. She's she exactly, exactly skinny. No, is that what they said? Exactly pretty? Exactly. Oh, I know is Tall, Ros- Rosie is a whole desirable, lot of and that's a whole good. lot of her. Yeah. So I can still remember the first year we were together, and you were celebrating your thirtieth birthday. Yes. At at Lola's Martini Bar. That's right. And there was a celebrity uh, fight in the ladies' room. Yeah, that was exciting, right? Who who was it? Who was who was arguing? Ellen late- DeGeneres and Anne Hayes, and they were really going at it too. Yeah. So people wait, wait, would wait, like you mean. No, you know, fighting. Oh, fighting. fighting. Okay. Just, yeah. Okay. And people would like go into the women's room just yeah. to catch like glimpses of it mm-hmm. and sna- snatch. I was going to say snatches of it. That's <laughs> <Yeah>, staying in. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they'd go back and they'd report and then mm-hmm. somebody else would go on in. Mm-hmm. And it was like in the days where like, I don't even know if they were completely out yet. Mm, they might not have been. Yeah. And this was a, this was a martini bar. It was on, uh, it was on Fairfax. Mm-hmm. And it was actually the first week of its opening. Yeah. So like Ellen DeGeneres was probably mad that there was a party happening the night she wanted to come out and have a martini. And maybe she was mad she wasn't invited to the party. How about that? And she would have been uh, canoodling with some uh, some heavyweights, Chip Chinnery. That's right. Uh, Jimmy Pardo. Yep. Who else? Were, were those the only two they, of my they friends were, They were there in the party, like in the middle, like in the lounge area, mm-hmm. just sulking, going, what are we doing here? Who's this girl? Because remember... At the time, mm-hmm. I was breaking you and, and Jimmy Pardo up. And yes. Jim, Jimmy was only somewhat on board with that. Yeah. He was. He, they were also. The uh, they also um, wanted to know who that uh, the fifty-year-old woman was that was hanging out with us. That's right. That was my mother. That would have been your mom. And uh, my mom, she was fifty-two. Fifty-two. But super hot. Super hot, which is well, yeah, I'm, I'm 52 right now and I'm super hot. <laughs> but you know, it, it was hard growing up with a hot mom. Yeah. It was very hard growing up with a hot mom because I would bring like you know a boyfriend home from, mm. from high school or whatever, and they'd be like, Oh, your mom. <laughs> <laughs> it was the uh, same thing at my 30th birthday party. Well, she yeah, stole well, the show. Well, here's, here's the talk was that's Pilar's mom. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Pilar's gonna hold up well. <laughs> that was, you know. That is a good advertisement for you. Yeah. I have to say, mm-hmm. you know, your parent is always, you, you sit there and go, okay. Oh yeah, boy. And go. I'm in trouble. Oh, you, you know, your dad, your dad, uh, is still, uh, active. Um, yeah, he's got his charm. <laughs> what? <laughs> you have met my dad, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get, now do you, I'm going to let you go first. Oh, happy birthday. Thank First you. First of all, thank you. You will actually be out of town on your birthday. I You'll will. Be in Is it, London. We're, we're lying, saying it's September first right now. Can can we lie? We can't lie. Well, yeah. Well, it's when they're listening. It's September first. Okay. When they're listening, it's September first. We're doing this a little bit beforehand because yes, bit. I will be out of town yeah. on my actual birthday. I'll be in London. Yeah. And I'll what are you be, be doing teaching. There? I'll be teaching uh, at the London Screenwriters mm-hmm. Festival. And um, yeah. On my birthday, but that kind of makes sense because I really like what I do. Mm-hmm. So, 
that's that's my, my thing. And we'll know where you're at because you said when uh, when this birthday came around, you would either be having a big celebration or you would be uh, no one would be able to find you. Exactly, exactly. And then it turns out we know out, where you're going. Right, I was hired for something, so people have to know where right. where to find me. So now I'm deciding to embrace because inspired by my mother mm-hmm. so many years ago, and she recently passed away, but but inspired by you know, how her beauty at that time and her energy at that time, I decided, well, screw it. I'm, I'm just going to embrace it. Right. Yeah. So that's what I am pretending to do for this birthday. I think you're doing it. Thank you. Uh, also Pilar, before you, uh, be- before you leave today, Pilar is going to sign uh, a couple copies of her, uh, the first edition of her book, the coffee break screenwriter. And we'll give those away because that, that makes sense. We're doing story songs and you can learn how to write your story. Yeah. By reading your book. Exactly. So that's perfect. And the second edition came out in April. Um, a mm-hmm. second printing of the second edition is already right. Um, happening right now. But yeah, this is the first edition. Collector's item. Yeah. And uh, and we're trying to get rid of them. So <laughs> <laughs> take them. We're going to give them away. That's right. All right. Now I'm going to let you go first. Now bear with me, folks. I, I don't have Kyle to point at and yell at. So I'm going to be playing the music and, and hosting and co-hosting and doing all that good stuff. So, uh, let's see how this goes. What is your first song? You don't have to show me that list. Keep that list in front of you. You can just, you can just call out, you can just say the song. It doesn't have to be, you can say the band. Okay. All right. But sometimes I might not want to. Okay. Is this one of those times? Uh, no, no. Because if it is, then you can show me the list. Let's go with the first song, um, that taught me about sex. This, I, this is for you, Pat. This is the song that taught me about sex. I was 11 years old and... <laughs> Whole lot of Rosie is your song? <laughs> no. It's, uh, unfortunately, it's Paradise by the Dashboard Light. This is a song that I thought originally was about baseball. Mm-hmm. So um, Paradise by the Dashboard Light, please. Taking a pretty big lead out there, almost daring him to try and pick him off. Richard Glass winds up, and it's fun and fun down the third baseline, and Suicide squeezes on. Here he comes, squeeze play, it's going to be close. Here's the throw, here's the play at the plate. Holy cow, I think he's going to make it. Stop right there. I gotta know right now. Before we go any further, do you love me? Will you love me forever? Do you need me? Will you never leave me? Will you make me so happy for the rest of my life? Will you take me away? Will you make me a wife? Do you love me? Will you love me forever? Do you need me? It's about baseball, right? That's not about baseball. I, th- I thought it was about baseball. Now that is uh, that is Ellen Foley. The amazing Ellen Foley is singing the co-lead vocal on that song. If you saw the videos back in the day, that was Carla DeVito who was actually uh, lip-syncing to Ellen Foley's Which is not vocals. fair, because Ellen Foley is really hot. Yeah, they just had a falling out, so... And Ellen Foley went on to play Audrey in... in am, I th- am I thinking the right person? No, I'm, I'm you're not. Th- you're thinking of <laughs> Ellen Green? Oh, shit. Okay, and you swore, and you swore. There you go. <laughs> I have no idea who uh, Ellen Foley is. No. But I'm sure she is really hot, she is and really that's hot. not fair. And, and, and she... <laughs> And Carla DeVito has an amazing voice too. Now, what's cool is on the the upcoming the upcoming Meatloaf album that comes out just in a couple of weeks from this airing, uh, Meatloaf is singing a song with Ellen and Carla, both uh, backing him on that. Oh, cool! Are they going to yeah. have like a like a girl fight? I don't know if they're I don't know if they're going to have an Ann H uh, type snatch fight, as you would say. <laughs> well, but, um, 
do you want to, do you want to know why this song taught me about sex? Sure. So, so, uh, like I said, I thought it was about baseball. I'm mm-hmm. 11 years old and my frenemy of the time, her name was Lana Barbuto. Uh, she was like, Pilar, it's not about baseball. You so wicked, stupid, right? And, and so you're 11. I'm 11. Okay. And so her and her older sisters, mm-hmm. Linda, Lauren, and Lisa, mm-hmm. I'm not kidding you. And, and Lana, they all ganged up on me and, and, they, and these are these this is you live in Massachusetts yeah and okay. the, in a Massachusetts suburb mm-hmm. right with the mass holes <laughs> oh gosh no comment and so um so they walk me through every beat of this song I mean every it's an eight minute song right so they're they're walking me through absolutely every single beat. okay so this is what this means right and he can't wait for sex he just can't wait for it you know and then <laughs> then now now let me explain the basis to you Pila. like first base is this and second right and like so they get were you they know, using a Barbie and a Ken doll it was ridiculous so I learned all about sex and I think mm. most importantly I learned that uh, boys will promise anything to get sex. Well, that was a good lesson then. But they won't mean it. So yeah, that's, well, that's a good lesson yeah, to learn. Uh huh. Well, I'm glad you learned that lesson. There we go. So that was a story song for you. And uh, and we just we dropped right in there. You actually told a story, which was we heard a story song, and then you told a story, I which might is tell, good. I might tell more stories. Now for me, story songs. I'm gonna play. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start at the beginning, and then I'm gonna take us to the end of this next song. This is a song everyone knows. I'm not even going to, you'll know it immediately. You'll know this song immediately. Here we go. It's nine o'clock on a Saturday. A regular crowd shuffles in. There's an old man sitting next to me. Making love to his tonic and gin. This song is a, is uh, is Piano Man, and it's about uh, Billy Joel's uh, days working at a piano bar, and um, I think he always says that he uh, he he liked uh, doing that. So um, let's get to the uh, the end of the song and see if uh, see if our Piano Man see if it was a good night. Okay. See if he had a good night. All right. It's a pretty good crowd for a Saturday. And the manager gives me a smile Cause he knows that it's me they've been coming to see To forget about life for a while I always like the end of that song with the uh, the piano sounds like a carnival and the microphone smells like a beer. I mean, you know exactly the type of place he's in. And it's, it sounds so so grand and dramatic yeah. all of a sudden, right? He's taking this this kind of barfly kind mm-hmm. of place, you know, and he's working every mood with that yeah. song. And by the end, he's just like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> get out of this place, man. And you're like, yeah, man, get out of this place and be Billy Joel and yeah. marry a supermodel. He, he's, actually, he's actually giving himself a compliment in that Well, uh, he's, yeah. <laughs> humble brag. They were saying, what am I? I shouldn't have been there. I think, Too good. I think a lot of his songs are humble brags. What? Don't you? Maybe. Yeah. Uptown uh, Girl and all that stuff, you know? Uptown Girl. Well, yeah, because it's a, like, oh, you're no good for me. I'm just a downtown boy, but you know. You're my Uptown Girl. Oh, 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 oh. You Thanks. almost did like a Ronnie Spector thing. Oh, 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 oh. 
What's your next song? Well, since you said Ronnie Spector, it sort of just put me in the mood for something that's real old timey. Okay. I was not around for this song. Thank, thank you. I am not this old. Is this the one that we just did at the kitchen table? Um, Point to it. No, this is... This is Leader of the Pack. Oh, okay. I think this is a great story song. And I'm, I'm jumping right in here. I'm going to jump right in at uh, one minute and 37 seconds. Who sings this? It's the Shangri-Las. Yeah, baby. There are all these bands back then. The Shangri-Las, the Ronettes, the, the, the this, the that. Remember the other things? <laughs> <laughs> is she really going out with him? Well, there she is. Let's ask her. Betty, is that Jimmy's ring you're wearing? Mm-hmm. Gee, it must be great riding with him. Is he picking you up after school today? Mm-mm. By the way, where'd you meet him? I met him at the candy store. You turned around and smiled at me. You get the picture? Yes, we see. That's when I fell for the leader of the pack. That's it? You've heard enough? Pilar's heard enough of that. Yeah, so what happens though? They so so she met him at the candy store, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's the ultimate bad boy song, right? It's, it's so where, so she, it's she where a pedophile meets so girls. She, no, she meets she meets this 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 you know he's bad, but inside she knows he's good, and her parents don't improve, and they were always putting him down, 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 and then this is about Fonzie, isn't and it? Then, <laughs> And then, uh, so she has to break up with him. And then he, he stand, stands there and he asks her why, but all she can do is cry, right? Mm-hmm. And then he gets... Is he a good guy or is he not a good guy? He's a good guy, man. He's a good guy. But the guy. parents just, they, the, parents the, the hair understand. and the leather jacket aren't doing it for them. Right, right. And so then right. she gets on, he gets on the motorcycle and... The tears were beginning to show. As he drove away on that rainy night, I begged him to go slow. Whether he heard, I'll never know. Okay. They don't say do do, but uh, you know I do. You, you are you you do do. <laughs> That's a great song. So he, he yeah he's all upset and he drives off and then he gets in an accident. <sighs> and she's still wearing his ring. Pilar has a, a great laugh um, when when she thinks something's funny, which means ninety percent of the time at our house she does not think it's funny. Right. <laughs> but then. Someone can trip and fall down on TV and she loses her mind. I don't know. I have a weird What's thing up about with slapstick. You and slapstick. I don't know. It's so stupid. But if I do slapstick, you, you stick, you're horrified. No, I get mad at you. You're always like pretending to run into walls and, and cabinets hitting you and stuff. <laughs> I'm pre- and I'm pretty good at it. It looks real. You're so good at it. It really pisses me off. Okay. Well, that was a good song. That was a good story song. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go back to one of these uh, one of these classic story songs from like when we were kids. Okay. This is from 1974. You were just tiny. You're eight. Mm-hmm. I was ten, and this is uh, this is a little thing uh, that happened in Chicago, and uh, with uh, the police and, and Al Capone, and we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have the beginning and middle and an end on this one. So let's start it up. Daddy was a cop on the east side of Chicago, back in the USA. Such cheesy. Back in the bad old days. In the 
the heat of a summer night in the land of the dollar bill in the land of the dollar bill when the town of Chicago <laughs> died and they talk about it still when a man named Al Capone tried to make that town his own and he called his gang to war with the forces of the law I heard my mom that is so a great song. there is, that's not a great song. I, know, I remember it so well. I know. It, 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 it was it, such a summer song. I know. <laughs> okay, let's that's see what's great. happening. Till the last of the hoodlum gang had surrendered up or died. They were shouting in the street and the sound of running feet. And I asked someone who said, about a hundred cups a day, I heard my mom cry. Now, his mom is crying because his dad is a cop. And they, he just got the news that about 100 cops are dead. And I don't know if that's accurate. I think we would... That, would, that sounds like that would be a, a, a massive uh, terror attack. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Way back happen. then. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure 100 cops weren't dead. That was probably a guy speculating on the street. I, I, hey, buddy, I heard about 100 cops are dead down there. There you go. Go yeah. tell your mom. Is that, is that the Chicago accent? Yeah, that's the Chicago <laughs> Yeah, you bring a knife, we bring a gun. So we've done a really bad Boston accent so far yeah, you and bring a really a, bad Chicago hey, hey, accent. you bring a beer, I bring whiskey. <laughs> so, so far, nobody in Boston's ever going to listen to the show again or Chicago. I don't think we have an audience. I don't think we have an audience in those two. Okay, so let's find... Man, it sounds like if 100 cops are dead, it sounds like this, this guy's dad did not make it. Mm. So let's find out. Yes, indeed. Then there was no sound at all. The clock upon the wall. Then the door burst open wide. <laughs> and my daddy stepped inside. <gasps> and he kissed my He's alive. face. And he brushed her tears away. The night she called Now what I take away from this yes. is this guy's uh, this guy's dad worked uh, worked a desk. He wasn't even involved in any of the shooting. <laughs> 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 yep, wasn't good enough to be out there on the front lines. So, so this is all just okay. Well, suddenly, it's not that great. That's my. That's anymore. just my take he on it. He just worked a desk. He worked the day. He worked the day. He worked the desk. He signed people in. You know, some callers came in. They filled out reports. He wasn't really in the in the in the shit, as they would say it. Well, then how could he tell this story? To, I'm making a joke. Oh, oh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna take, call, I'm gonna get Ky- I'm calling these, Kyle and have him come over here. I take these songs very seriously. I know honey. you do. Very. What's seriously. your next story song? Um, well, I think it's around that time too. I mean, you know, like all of your songs are make me things think of songs I have. And, okay. And I, I'm pretty sure it was around that era. It was um, another tragedy songs. I want like a little this, this one. Yeah. Okay. I, I I want a little spoiler here that um, pretty much all my songs end in death or somebody leaving somebody. Well, a lot of these these story songs uh, are do not end always end happy. No. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of um, what do I want to say death and misery in these songs. That's right. Okay, so. Just so I'm clear, we're starting this at the beginning and then we're jumping to a later point, correct? Right, the point 39. All right, here we go. Mm. Yep, see? You didn't look at the list. Yes, this I is did. just like at home. She called me up late that night. She said, Joe, don't come over. My dad and I just had a fight and he stormed out the door. I've never seen him act this way. 
way My God, he's going crazy He says he's gonna make you pay For what we've done He's got a gun, so run Joey, run Joey, run God, it's such a terrible song It's so cheesy, but I love it so much I forgot to, the night Chicago died The the, the group, uh, the version I played Was by Paper Lace Oh my goodness Paper Lace huh. And I just, uh, what made me remember that is because I wanted to say that uh, this Run, Joey, Run is by a, a man named David Geddes. I think we've heard a lot from him. <laughs> David Geddes. These songs probably went to number one, I bet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean. Easily. Yeah, I remember this was all over the place. And again, I was young, but, you know, me and my, yeah. my young girlfriends, like, we'd yeah. listen to this song because it was so exciting. He's got a gun and, mm -hmm. you know come on over and rescue me from my dad or, or I'm sorry. It's like, don't, don't rescue me. Go run. Don't go. I'm in trouble with my dad. Run. Right. And then here's the, the end of it. This is the end. You ready? Mm -hmm. Here we go. I got it all queued up. I promise. Thanks. Daddy, please don't. It wasn't his fault. He means so Wait a minute. Is that a guy doing a girl's voice <laughs> no. or is that a real girl? In that's this? a girl, but I don't think that's the cue. Well, no, that's it's it, two minutes and ten seconds. Oh, all right, okay, yeah. maybe I. Much to me, Daddy, please don't. We're gonna get married. <laughs> that was Pilar crying not in the song. It sounded, it sounded like it was in the song. So, did the dad kill the son? I probably I probably gave you a cue that was too far in, but basically what happens okay, is tell us. so she says, Don't don't come on over. My dad's really mad, he's got a gun, right? Okay. Run, Joey, run. But instead of running away, mm -hmm. he runs toward her and then she jumps in front of the bullet oh, and she goes, Daddy, please oh. don't. It wasn't his fault. And then she does her dying words. He means so much to me. But look, if you think this is going to make me give up my Second Amendment rights, you're wrong. <laughs> More people are killed with cars. We don't we don't ban cars, Pilar. <laughs> so if you were trying to slip in some political agenda here tonight, we're not going to let you. It's not going to fly. Oh. Sorry about the bad cueing on my part. No, it wasn't. I, it's, I, it's fine. It was like a hair before. Oh, anyway, but you get the gist. Yeah, it's fine. It's a terrible song anyway. It, that's not a good song. No. Run, Joey, run. No, it's song. awful. And how does that help? How do, I mean, it... He kills his daughter by accident. Mm -hmm. Bullet probably went through her, probably killed Joey too. May, oh, no, but Joey's telling the song. Telling the, the, telling story? the story. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So the dad ends up in prison. I don't know. I don't know. It was the 70s. <laughs> no, I probably, they probably just buried the body. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're right. Okay, this, uh, this next song is by Bob Seger. And this is from an album of his that's not, not a great album. The album's called It's a Mystery. It's from 1996. But I love this. This is one of my favorite Bob Seger songs. The song is called Manhattan. They never say Manhattan in the song. Okay. It's just, uh, it's just, uh, it's just about something that's happening one night on the streets of Manhattan. So we're going to take it from the beginning here. I think the character in this song is Shaky Davy. Oh. Because he's a, he's a drug addict. So here we go. Shaky Davy's got a 12-gauge in his hand. Sought off to the limit He's got a vague plan There's this liquor store on Madison There's another one down on Washington Square 
pretty sure no one's ever seen him down around there. So literally, there's just like five verses. Each one tells you know a section of the story. So he's uh, he's waiting to rob a liquor store because he's he needs a fix and he doesn't have any money. So he's going to rob a liquor store so that he can buy drugs. Okay, mm-hmm. and he's getting agitated because uh, there's too many people on the streets. It's late, but people are still out, so he can't do it yet. He can't do it yet. But then he finally uh, he finally uh, he finally commits the robbery, and he uh, he gets what he needs. And here's what happens. Sunrise in the park and Davy's cold as stone. He got some bad merchandise and he was all alone. Two more unsolved mysteries, a lot of paper pushed around. Most folks are just waking up in this great big town. And that's it. He scored his he scored his dope. He went to the park, shot up. It was bad, bad merchandise. I love that. I love that phrasing. Got some bad merchandise. Crime doesn't pay. And he was all he was by himself, so no one could call an ambulance. There you go. Crime doesn't pay. Crime does not pay. No. So that's, uh, but I love that song so much. What'd you think of that song? I thought it was really cool. I mean, it was actually um, haunting at the end. Yeah. You you know? get, it has that lonely whistle blows. Yeah. Yeah. I really like this song a lot. Shaky Davy. Yeah. But it's not called Shaky Davy. Because like, that would be it's, stupid. No, it's just called It's just called Manhattan because that's way cooler. Yeah. Can, can uh, I call it Shaky Davy? <laughs> call whatever you want. <laughs> just stop shaking in your seat. Oh, sorry. I've got No, a, I'm kidding. You were you did you had shaky Davy and you did like a dance move. <laughs> I have a uh, I have a, a crime does pay song. And what? Uh, this is really a song about a serial killer. It is a Beatles song <laughs> and it is called Maxwell's Silver Hammer. And you can play it from the beginning. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Joan was quizzical, studied metaphysical science in the home. Late nights all alone with a test tube. Oh, oh, oh. Maxwell Edison, majoring in medicine, calls her on the phone. Can I take you out to the pictures, Joan? Lovely. So Pilar I, is taking her finger across her neck, like well, it, like, like. Well, because I, I don't know how else to signal. Just do this. Just do that. That's fine. That's a little. That's a little I dismissive. Don't know. Yeah. That's what we do to Kyle. Okay. Guess, I'll just, come on, Kyle. Eh, all right. Dismissive. So that's about a serial killer. That is about. So here's the thing. So, um, again, I when I heard it because my dad used to play. I think it's Abbey Road. It's on. Um, 
I forget this which is Beatles. No, it's Abbey yeah. Road. And he would play that over and over and over again. That was, was the Beatles? And I was a little kid and uh, I was like six years old. And so I just liked it because it was like bang, bang, yeah, you know, like what six year old wouldn't like a, a song. So I thought that was a great song. Well, until the lyrics actually resonate with you when you're old enough, you just think it's a silly nonsense song. Or when your dad uh, sits you down and explains it all when you're still six years old. <laughs> dad was now my Lana Barbuto of six. Oh, honey, you think that's a good song? Well, here, let me explain every single verse. So what happens, I guess, is that Maxwell... Um, goes on to kill a few other people. He kills a teacher that uh, that pisses him off, and then he goes to court because he's he's finally arrested, and then he kills the judge. And um, really, in the end, I think this is you know Maxwell does win, so it's a little uplifting, but maybe not a song that a six year old should find out about in detail. It is a serial killer song, but I still love did, it. Did your dad also tell you that Octopus's Garden is about a horrifically scary sea monster that kills people? <laughs> I can't, you must have missed that one. When I hear that song, I can't, I can't not hear Steve Martin singing it, though, from the Sgt. Pepper. Oh, that ruins it. I don't like his version of it. It's I know, that's like, silly. Can I take you out to the picture, Joe? No. Oh, oh, oh. no that's my Steve Martin. Not, not good. a good Steve Martin. No. Okay, something light. We had Shaky Davy. He dies in the park. Maxwell is killing people with a hammer. Mm-hmm. The only guy I like with a hammer is Thor. That guy's cool. I like him too. <laughs> this easy. <laughs> this is uh, this is something more lighthearted. This is uh, by Carly Simon. This is uh, from a title track from her album called Hello Big Man. This is uh, this is a story about how her parents met. Cool. And her um. Her dad was Simon of Simon Simon and Schuster. Oh, really? The book, yeah. I didn't know that. She was loaded. God, born into riches. So uh, here we go, and that, that's just I add that because I think it talks about him ha- having a company. Oh. But here we go. We're gonna uh, we're gonna start at the beginning and then take you to the end. Here comes the chorus. So uh, that's, that's supposed to be a, a true story. That's the first thing he said to her was her mom was hello, little woman. And that's what she said back to him. Hello, big man. Aww. So, um, like now that would be so offensive, <laughs> but I know. back then with her saddle shoes, it's sweet. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> says hello, little woman to me, which frankly, they probably want yeah. to do all the time. Yeah. Cause I am a mm-hmm. little woman. I yeah. feel like, <laughs> and the, <laughs> um, off. and the, uh, I, I like that she's setting up that her, that, uh, you know, her mom had her, her mom was wearing her mother's clothes. So probably, probably didn't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. She worked this, she worked the switchboard. And it was his company. Aww. So, so here's uh here. Let's take us uh let's take us to the end. Let's see what happened to these uh to these people. You keep 
still live in the house where we were born. Happy ending. Pictures of us kids hanging up all over the walls. Some say he built his empire for wealth and fame. But if you ask him why. Sweet. Yeah. That's that's very sweet. Nineteen eighty three. That's not the song that on my list that makes me cry though. Oh, I guess we'll find that out soon. Mm, if I play it. I will see you, Carly Simon, and raise you uh Ricky Lee Jones. All right. Skeletons. She was pregnant in me. Now they're on their way. Dashing. I was looking up the lyrics because it's hard to understand what she says. She's pregnant in May. She's um, pregnant in May. Okay. Okay. So we've got we've got a, a nice couple, and they have their whole life ahead of them. She's pregnant, and they're wondering if it's a boy or a girl. They might move to the west side. They hear things are nicer there, but then Johnny uh, gets close to a robbery. Oh no! And this is what happens. Oh boy! At the two minute. Two oh mark. boy! Nearby. goes on and on but her voice is so sad it's so sad this is the most depressing song i loved it i loved this song and once again it is about somebody getting shot yep um but you know this is weird because i was like this may have been the first time i listened and was like Oh, I bet it's a black couple. Like it never even occurred to me that, like, why do you of think course, it's a black couple? Because he goes for his wallet, and they think he's going for a gun. Oh, and these kind of mistakes have happened for decades right. and decades and decades. You know, and why was you know? I just assumed you know otherwise because it was Ricky Lee Jones. I was like, no, of course, duh. Um, and again, bad queuing up on my part. But no, it's um, not. It's not bad queuing up on your part. And I think I called him Johnny. I thought his name was Johnny, but then they said Bert. I thought she was in love with Chucky. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe in my head it was Johnny. But anyway, it's a, it's a beautiful, sad song by the beautiful and sad Ricky Lee Jones. I highly recommend the first five Ricky Lee Jones uh, studio albums. Those are all uh, rock solid, rock solid approved. There you go. I am now going to play a genre of music that Pilar does not care for. She does not like, like big type of eighties sounding music oh. at all which is uh, just amazing that we're married yeah 
This is a this is this and this is this is by the super group Bad English. That's got members of Journey, the Babies, and uh, together mash them up in there, make Bad English. Uh, the singer, this is John Waite. He's a, a, a former guest. I, I I call him friend of the show because uh, we hang out. We don't. <laughs> but uh, even the title, it's just so on the nose. The title is uh, Rebel Say a Prayer. Again with the gun. He's got to get out of town, honey. So the story gets uh, the story he, the story gets uh, deeper because it's like he shows up, <laughs> he has a gun, and then it comes. Why well, shot? I'm scared. Why are you scared? Why well, shot a guy? <laughs> I mean, it just gets worse and worse. <laughs> so let's find out what happens with this couple. I, I assume something good. I assume happily ever after. But let's find out. Okay. Why did Johnny pull his gun? Why? Just put it on the ground. Uh, we know what happened. When it says all hell breaks loose, that why, means they, why did he do that? They're both gunned down. I'm sure. It's a song about a not smart person. I'm going to change this to a song about songs about guns. <laughs> I know. I know. You have to play one now that doesn't have a gun. You in know. It. You know what's interesting is like uh, you know we have this this problem with movie violence too yeah. right and i actually put out like on the on the page facebook page um you know tell me your favorite scene that doesn't involve a gun your favorite it can be your favorite violent scene that doesn't involve a gun and this is not going to sound great but it it actually makes people get more creative yeah you know, if you take the guns away, it doesn't mean that there won't be violence or darkness on screen, but right. you know, it, it's sort of a fallback, right? It's easy. Mm. Oh, there's a gun. So somebody's going to get killed. Well, we're playing isolated songs. So, I mean, if you buy an album and maybe there's, uh, there's not a, there's not one song on every album about a gun. These are right. isolated things that we've pulled out. Yeah. But cause so. the, the, I think the reason we like them is, you know, they, they go to these dark places yeah. or tragedy. It's just, it's have- interesting that like, I don't think I played my I don't think I played my darkest song yet. Really? Today. Is that oh. the one that's going to make you cry? No, no, no. That's a happy. That's a nice song, but oh, it makes okay. me cry. All right. What do you got for me? I'm going to do a little palate cleanse with. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I I played him last time I was on your show, but it's because I adore him. He might be. You know. You know. I have certain people I will leave you for. Yeah. I mean, you know that, right? Mm-hmm. So Barack Obama. You know that. Yeah. Right. Um. Let's see who else. Um, George Clooney, because I'm not an idiot, right? Right, right. And um, I'll leave you for George Clooney. <laughs> and uh, and Lyle Lovett. I love it. I will he, leave you for Lyle Lovett. He, he, he was able to trick that uh, Julia Roberts. That's right. There is something about him. She's so, a pretty woman. <laughs> that's what they say. He said, "Hello, pretty woman." Right. She said, "Hello, quirky looking man." <laughs> <laughs> right? That's right. how the wooing and the winning began. That's how it began. Okay, are you ready? This is your starting. This is the right at the jump. 
at the yeah. top, I think. Uh, 13 seconds in. Well, yeah. I have it queued up to that. Got it. Once upon a time ago way up in the land of sleet and snow How this fairy tale would go I could not have known I had a search to run this world so mean From living stunned Palestine Trying to pursue my dream of love It was then I met this girl so fine She made me think so fast I left my thoughts behind And I tried to pass for a sophisticated northern man I said, why, yes, my dear, I know exactly what you mean Because there's not so much I haven't done it's good. Yeah, so the, 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 you kind of get the gist of the song, and it doesn't really sort of get you into the, the bridge, which is this sort of like, come on, baby, kind of thing that he does. But through the whole song, he's trying to pick her up. And he's trying to pick her up by guessing certain things about her. Her and weight. He, and where she's from and what she likes and all this stuff. And, and every time he guesses, mm-hmm. she throws it back. She's like, you are so wrong and through the whole thing he just says well come on baby come on baby you know and uh and keeps trying and failing and it's his first mistake it's his second mistake Mm -hmm. but then we get to the end and um she tells him well you did get one thing right which is that come on baby is my favorite word so and that's a six minute song so that's a it takes takes a long time to get there it takes you a while to get there and it's just so cute i just love it and it the title of it is her first mistake which is pretty cool now if he would have gone into the bar where rosie was he could have said i'm gonna guess your weight i'm gonna guess uh you're tipping the scale around 300 she would let's go that's there you go that's it uh my next song is by bruce springsteen who has many many story songs this one was released this was a b-side to the born in the usa single and this is a song called shut out the light and this is about uh, a soldier returning home after being um, probably, probably, you know, in, in country, as they call it. So here we go. The runway rushed up at him As he felt the wheels touch down He stood out on the blacktop And took a taxi into town He got out down on Main Street And went into a local bar he bought a drink and found a seat in a corner in the dark. So the first place he goes when he gets home is he goes straight to a bar. He doesn't he doesn't uh, he doesn't go home first. Now he's uh, now he's getting ready to go home. Well she called up her mama to make sure the kids were out of the house. She checked herself out in the dining room mirror. And undid an extra button on her blouse He felt her line next to him And the clock said 4 a.m. He was staring at the ceiling He couldn't move his hands So he's basically, he's back home He still probably has a little PTSD You know what I mean? Yeah And he's just, uh, he's home but he's not quite comfortable in his own skin at home. And it goes, you know, it goes on and the song ends with, he's just out in the woods, just like staring, you know, at at the river. Just, he's just, of course, a river, Bruce, of course, Mm -hmm. or a car. He's probably staring at a car. (laughs) 
<laughs> car by a river. Yeah, car by a river. But uh, but yeah, I can just see and that song kind of gives me a chill. I love to play air tambourine to that song. Yes, I noticed but, that. But um, yeah, I just like I just yeah, I think that's a great song. Well, and I think it can the tone of it really captures like I feel like I feel like how this guy probably felt. Didn't he also do? He likes to do story songs. Yeah, he does. I, I, I was going to maybe play Meeting Across the River. I was going to play, possibly play one called The Honeymooners. But uh, and that's about Ralph and Alice. It's a hysterical song. He ends up telling her to go to the moon. <laughs> it's really good. But um, yeah, he has a lot of story songs. Rosalita. I mean, tons of story songs. But I just, I just like that one because I felt that it had like a feeling to it. Haunting. I'm, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to out depress us all. I'm no. going to go to the darkest... Place. I don't think so. Possible. Nope. nope. I think this wins. Who's the okay, artist? Since we're already like in a somber Who's the artist? kind of place. Um, the artist is Tori Amos. Oh, yeah. I'm already <laughs> depressed. <laughs> She's a downer. She's a total downer. She did not get, but this she did not get taken to the prom. This is a beautiful song in a really awful way. Go for it. It's called me. What's it called, honey? <laughs> I hate to say it. No, say it. Uh, it's called me and a gun. Oh boy, okay. you and your guns. Five a.m. Friday morning, Thursday night, far from sleep. I'm still up and driving. Can't go home, obviously. So I'll just change direction Cause they'll soon know where I live And I wanna live Got a full tank and some chips With me and a gun And a man on my back And I sang holy, holy as he buttoned down his pants. You can laugh. Yeah. What is going on in this song? It gets gets worse. It's basically about, I hate to say it, it's about a rape. But it's, it's, um, you know, it, the fact that it is just so brutally honest and acapella and you know, and her voice is so haunting. And, you know, at the time that it came out, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the awareness, I mean, it's always been there, but it, it wasn't so in your face as, as, as she's doing yeah. here. So for the young women that were listening to this particular mm-hmm. album, when she first came on the scene, we're like, Oh my gosh, she's speaking so many truths. And mm-hmm. this was one of them. So I think it's, it definitely tells a story, not a pretty story, yeah. but it, it, it does it in an interesting way. I think awareness is definitely high though now for such things. Sexual violence yes, in general. Which I do. Is, which, you know, should be. It should be because not not to scare people, but right. again for, you know, what's appropriate and what's not appropriate and all that. Just so everyone to keep everyone aware and accountable when you're to you know, to keep an eye on your friends and keep an eye on your family and keep an eye, you know, on everyone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when we record here at night I walk the ladies out to their car. Yes, you do. Because uh because first of all I'm a big dude. And they have a police whistle in case you get handsy. Yeah. Everything's okay. So, uh, yeah, so they're fine. Uh, Christy actually calls this rape alley. <laughs> it is. And when you leave with work at night. I don't want to laugh at anything that just happened. It's Christy. Think of yeah, how I she know, says it. I know. I know. Um, uh, 
And when you leave the studio at night, and this is not a bad neighborhood, but still, yeah, this is a nice neighborhood. Right. But I always tell you, make sure someone walks you out. Right. Now, do you do you do that every night? Yes, honey. Do you I, promise? Yes. Okay, don't lie to me. Oh, my God. This song, this song, see, this is bad because this song is also about a rape. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, after this, we need happy stuff. Oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> it's not. Cut it out. So much of a story song that they actually made a TV movie about after this. I never saw it. Was I didn't it good? Either. We should get it. <laughs> no. I feel like we should watch that. Oh, God. Now, what happens is, uh, doesn't Rico kill this guy? Yeah, it gets, it, it gets crazy, it dramatic, gets crazy dramatic, soapy. And then, and now years, years, years later, um, let's find out what's happened to our, our lead character. There you go. Here we go. Her name is Lola, she was a showgirl, but that was 30 years ago, when they used to have a show, now it's a disco, but not for Lola, still in the dress she used to wear, sad, just sad, fellas in her hair, she sits there so refined, and drinks herself half blind, she lost her youth and she lost her Tony, now she lost her mind at the Cobra, Cobra Cabana. It is the fate of all of us aging women that we will be at a bar drinking ourselves blind with our mind gone. He almost lisps a little Ugh. bit when he says, drink yourself half blind. What are you, what are you implying? Come I don't on. know. Oh, I saw Barry Manilow in concert. I got his autograph. Was I with you? No, that was, uh, that was me and Pardo. <laughs> of course. Of course it was. <laughs> Wait, didn't we go to Vegas to see? We went to see Elton John. Oh, we, no. Yeah. Yes, yes, but I thought we also, I don't know. No, we've never seen a concert in Vegas. Okay, all right. Oh, Copa Cabana, though, come on. That's, that's, got that's, a, that's a palate cleanser a, for me and a gun, well, for sure. Well, here's, here's another cheesy, crazy woman song, um, but it is, out of all the story songs, my very favorite. I think you had to play it on the last story song thing because I love it so much. Yes. But now I will walk you through Yeah, it. I need to be walked through this thing. Um, this is off of Helen Reddy's Greatest Hits. Well, it's probably <laughs> off of an album before the Greatest Hits. Huh? No, no. Oh, was, oh, because of, right. Yeah, Greatest Hits is... Duh, I'm stupid. So I, again, like so many, I'm totally showing my age on this show. Um, so many of these story songs were things I heard when I was young and, yeah. and things you hear when you're young that you're stealing your parents' albums, right. you know? So I would listen to this <laughs> this album over and over again. My mom, I think, got it because I Am Woman is on it. Um, sure she did. But it had a million uh, story songs on it. If yeah. you listen to this, there is... Delta Dawn. Delta Dawn. There's um, Leave Me Alone. There's Keep On Singing. Some there, Ruby. Ruby, Ruby? Red, yeah, that's 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 uh, Ruby Red Dresses. Yeah. Uh, leave me alone. So yeah, all these story songs, mm -hmm. but this one, ah, this one. So we've got a, a girl. This is called Angie Baby, and we've got a girl who is a little touched in the head. That's oh, how they boy. describe her. This would be like a Stephen King and yes movie with Jodie Foster. <laughs> exactly, and she's and all she does is she's in her room and she just listens to the radio. Right. This is this is the only thing the way she can communicate. Wait right? a minute, because. Our youngest is always in a room watching YouTube videos. <laughs> so. There you go. But 
you know, stopping at her house is a neighbor boy Mm -hmm. with evil on his mind because he's been looking in Angie's room at night through the window blind. Okay, so that's where Angie is. So far, I'm on board. At this, at at this stage. Are they both the same age? He's a a bad neighbor boy who's been peeking in on, on Angie, who's, you know, not all there. It's, it's awful. Wait, wait, wait. Angie is... Angie's a little touched in the hat. Oh, so she's slow? She's, yes. She's, she's, and... and oh, so he's been watching the... He's been watching oh, her, well, then, yeah, I'm not and all she that. does no. is she, she plays the radio, and it's the only way, right? So he is stopping over when, when her... He goes, I hear mm. your folks have gone away. Will you dance with me today? I'll show you how to have a good time, Angie Baby. And then we get this. Oh, boy. Here okay, we go. Here we go. When he walks in her room, he feels confused like he walked into a play. And the music's so loud, it spins him around till his soul has lost its way. And as she turns the volume down, he's getting smaller with the sound. It seems to pull him off the ground, toward the radio he's found, never to be found. Now, wait a minute. What just happened? There's some so, magical bullshit happening. Yes, that's right. So he came in to take advantage of Angie, but mm. she sucked him into the radio. Oh, that's, that's, you can't she do that. This is a fairy here. tale. She keeps him here. And then the headlines it's read that a boy disappeared and everybody thinks he died, right? But she knows because she's got this secret lover who's in the radio and she can turn him on and turn him off. How many people are in the radio? Sounds awesome. What? How just, many people are in the radio? Just, just him, him now. Mm. That's right. There's that's, other people in there. <laughs> It's like a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> this is what this is. It's like a cool movie, right? Like I, I you know, would I this be the ending of the movie? This. Is that how the movie I ends? I think so. I think it, I think Twilight Zone is very much it, or like a Black Mirror. It could do Black Mirror now. Yeah. It could update the whole thing, or, or an M Night Shyamalan it. movie who he'd string us along with this premise for two hours. Yeah, but this is good. <laughs> I know. She's very. I can see her like singing this like on Sunny and Cher, and she's all groovy and hippie, big bell bottoms. She was, but she had that short pixie cut. Though, yeah. that made her very cool. And probably she was, didn't. She probably was didn't wear. And she probably didn't wear a bra a lot like Anne Romano. All right, we're moving on. What? Ugh. That's what the girls from the seventies did. Oh my god! Do you remember? Why do you think I watch One Day at a Time? Because it was an awesome show. No, oh. it's because Anne Romano, Mrs. Romano. Never wore a bra. Why do you think Schneider was up there all the time? <laughs> Nothing needed fixed up there. Hey, let me fix those knobs. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, the, the, the sink. So you like the hot mom. You didn't necessarily go for uh, Valerie Bertinelli. I got to be honest. I thought Valerie Bertinelli was cute, but a little bit thick in the hips. She was my role model. She was a little thick in the hips I for loved me. her. She I liked so Anne Romano. Anne Romano seemed like she would, you know, throw down. <laughs> This is, uh, this is a gentleman uh, by the name of Don Henley. This is from an album called Building the Perfect Beast. I think this was not on the album, but it was on the cassette and on the CD. But this was, uh, so this was like technically a bonus track. This is uh, called A Month of Sundays. And I think he wrote this around the time Farm Aid was really big. And this is, uh, this is uh, what you'll hear. Here we go. I used to work for Harvester used to use my hands I used to make the tractors and the combines That plowed and harvested this great land Now I see my handiwork on the block Everywhere I turn And I see the 
clouds cross the weathered faces and I watch the harvest burn. So this is a guy who who used to build tractors and now you know the farms are growing by the wayside or everyone's losing money, people are losing their jobs. And so let's jump uh, ahead here a little bit and see what uh, what the outcome of the song is. The big boys they all got computers got incorporated too. Me I just know how to raise things. That was all I ever knew And now it all comes down to numbers Now I'm glad that I have quit Folks these days just don't do nothing Simply for the love of it I like that last line. Folks these days just don't do nothing simply because of the love of it. It's mm. all about money. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I liked how in 1984, the big boys, they all got computers. All right. <laughs> but, uh, Those giant computers yeah. with the little white dots on them. I know. Black screen. So, uh, yeah, I like, I like that song. I do too. I always, uh, it always bummed me out with like a song like that Bruce Springsteen song or this one. They, they were like B-sides or bonus tracks. I'm like, these are, I always felt that some songs were better than songs that made the album, in my opinion. Well, I think the ones that make the, the album are... They're the catchy tunes, right? Mm -hmm. And you can repeat the chorus over and over again. Yeah. And the thing with these story songs, and you can hear them sort of in what we have to cut off yeah. and what we can't include, are they do go on and on and yeah. on. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's hard to sort of have that like snazzy thing you sing, you sing along with. You really have to listen with story songs. You don't like that catchy song about the guy who has PTSD? <laughs> you don't think people are singing that at the, at the birthday parties and picnics and uh, down at the park? <laughs> What's your next song? You brought you. The Chicago guy just came back. John at the park. Little hey, we're done at the park. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm going to uh, bring it into this decade. What? Oh, well, I That's know. Impossible. Crazy. But of course, not, not my own stuff, um, but with something that was introduced to me by our daughter, Sarah, um, who is turning 16 in October, and um, an artist that she loves is Mal Blum. Yeah, I like this artist too, and I, her name's Mal, M-A-L, Blum, B-L-U-M, and I always, I always say, is this the new album by Mal Blum? Which, which she just ignores you. Because basically. I say it every time she's going to play Mal Blum. Right. I go, oh, is, it, is this a new album by Mal Blum? <laughs> Yeah. So this one's called what? This is called New Year's Eve, and it's about getting stood up on New Year's Eve. What? So go for it. I know this song. There's a swear coming up. Oh. It's a happy new year. I'm making guacamole. You couldn't even pick up the fucking phone and call me. I don't like my t-shirt. I don't like my blue jeans. I don't like my attitude. It's gonna be a party. Whoa, let's party. Yeah, she, she is. I really love this artist and and how simple her songs are yeah. but they all work they work so well mm -hmm. and in this story yeah she's waiting for for somebody and then the night gets longer and she suspects that this somebody is with somebody else and uh by the time that this person finally shows up she basically dumps her yeah. you know and uh and it's a just a, it's a good song but also the guacamole 
turns brown. And that's where the tragedy really lies. And how do we prevent that from happening? You have a trick. Yes. Um, lots of lemon. And mm-hmm. then you actually take this squeezed lemon and you just plunk it in there you and your guacamole will stay green. Love Pilar. The end. That's like what my mom does. My mom at over the Christmas holidays, she'll make 500 dozen cookies and she'll put them all, uh, she'll put them all in these tins. Uh, my mom's name is Angie baby and she'll make all these cookies. She's a little touch. She makes way too many cookies. She puts them in these tins in the basement, but she throws a, uh, a slice of bread in That's each right. tin and that keeps the bread gets hard, but the cookies stay soft. So I don't know how that works. It works for brown sugar too. That, that'll keep your brown sugar oh, moist. Me and your mom. Brown sugar. We could hang out more. Oh, how come you taste so good? <laughs> God. Um, this is a song you suggested I put on my list, so I had to. But this is a fun song. <laughs> no, I love this artist. I'm going to play it. I'm trying to get her on the show. She's coming back through in November. I'm trying, folks. Let's see what happens with this song. I am sitting in the morning at the diner on the corner. I am waiting at the counter for the man to pour the coffee. And he fills it only halfway. And before I even argue, he is looking out the window at somebody coming in. It is always nice to see you, says the man. I like that pure version without the uh, without the musical accompaniment. The, the techno thing that was laced in I mean, later I, on. I do like that too, but I just like this pure version. I do too. Could also have played Luca. Oh God, no! That kid deserves it. Oh, stop Kids it. upstairs, he's Jesus bought, Christ, driving me this crazy. This has got to be. I mean, you and Jimmy have your your running jokes, yeah, right? Yeah, this is one of mine. This is one that you from the beginning of Never Not Funny podcast. So yeah. how long's that been now? Oh, forever. Right. Right. When is there an expiration date on any of the running jokes with you? And I think uh, I think the the listening audience has to tell you because um, when you pull, I, I think I hope when you do uh, call back one of these, uh, I call it a classic bit um, that people enjoy it. Okay, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna. Look, say. The wives don't enjoy it. Ah, uh, the wives. I talked to Todd Levin about I'm this. I'm in the wife every, club. Every. Every podcastathon, Todd Levin comes with the dirtiest material, uh, the dirtiest bit of all time. And I asked him, ask him last year, I go, did, do you run this bit by your wife before you bring it? He's like, no. Right. I go, because he goes, hate it and uh, tell me it wasn't good, it wasn't funny. I go, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> he go, I, go, but it, uh, I go, but out here, it was a home run. He's like, absolutely, Grand Slam. Oh, okay, all right. But the audience gets it. Okay. What's going on? What's your next song? Oh, oh, it's my turn. Yeah. Oh, sit um, back down. Where are you going? <laughs> um, let's go with um, Spiderweb. Um, you know me and my uh, my Lilith Fair ladies, right? So this is uh, Joan Osborne. Um, again, a favorite. I played her last time too. Um, and anyway, uh, if you just do the beginning, you'll see what it's about. And then we'll jump to another place. Spider-Man. I, I like this because I'm just going to pretend it's about Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I dreamed about Ray Charles last night. Did you? And he could see just fine. Huh? You're giving me the finger. Do you want me to turn it down? Nope. That no. Means- what does that mean? What are you trying to tell me? You told me that means end it. I know, but it almost looks like you're like, it's almost looks like you were like 
You know when you like uh, like Cab, be, Cab Cab Calloway moves his finger in the air to the I'm music. I'm trying to point and be jazzy at the same time. I think you go back to slicing your throat. I think that was better. <laughs> so, you know, so we've got. Um, Did you say ooh? Uh, yes. Well, no, that's what you're doing. You're I doing. Know, it I call awful. that the OJ. On this show, it sounds awful with okay, all the so, guns and stuff. So, uh, yeah. So she's a very she, dark show. She, this took a dark turn. She dreams about Ray Charles, Charles okay. having sight, but at the one fifteen mark, this is what happens. Since I got my side bag, my horse has just deserted me. No Georgia on my mind no more. Stay in bed with MTV. Every took his glasses off and I could look inside his head. Flashing like a thunderstorm, I saw a shining spider So it's it's all about the spider webs that are in your head, and that that's where creativity creativity lies. Mm-hmm. And if you cut off one thing, you're going to cut off the creativity. And uh, it's just this really cool song. And yeah. uh, I think she rocks. Stellar voice. Yeah, man. Playing some women today. That's good. Yep. Yep. Um, this next one is uh, people would say that maybe this is music for women. This is Dan Fogelberg. <laughs> This is from I love this album Windows and Walls, but this song is always gives gives me the creeps. It's uh, it's an eight minute thirty nine second song. It's called Tucson Arizona Gazette, and I'm, we're gonna have three drop ins here because okay. we're gonna introduce you to two characters and then find out what happens at the end. I'm sure it's positive. I'm sure these people something good happens. Here we go. Tucson Arizona rising in the heat. Like a mirage Tony keeps his Chevy Like a virgin locked in his garage He brings it out at midnight And cruises down the empty boulevard And he prowls the darkened alleys that snake between the city's thirsty yards. I love those lyrics. He he he, uh, he he prowls through the alleys. He snakes between the city's thirsty yards. You know, because probably the sprinklers are on. Mm-hmm. I just love it, and I, I just see that you know he keeps that car. This is this is his thing. This car is his thing. It's probably in the garage. It's probably also covered up. You know what I mean? Right. He, take, he takes out at midnight only because he doesn't want it to be sun damaged. I don't know. I'm we reading. have a neighbor like this. He's a little OCD. Yeah, but, he uh, is. Okay. Fred. Oh, my God, Fred. Okay, so uh, so uh, we met that character. Let's meet uh, another character in the, uh, in the story. Mary Estelle Hannah Come out from Louisiana for the sun Gone bad in Dallas, left her burned and broken on the run. To make the rent and groceries, she takes this job at 3.15 an hour. 
bottles of whiskey and tequila in some smoky redneck bar. And she dreams someday she'll make her way to LA and become a movie star. So here we go. We got two lonely people. Uh-huh. Uh, it's always, I always want to be a movie star. <laughs> When I said Dan Fogelberg, people thought I was going to play that one where he bumps into his uh, old lover in the grocery store. Oh, New God. Eve. But no, I go with this one. I got some flack from playing Dan Fogelberg a couple weeks ago. So You're going to get flack play for some, playing this song, too, it. because it is super cheesy. This is, this is a good story, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a cliched story, maybe. Let's find out. You know what happens? They what? end up starting a uh, hot air balloon business together. <gasps> Stop it. Stop. <laughs> On they found it buried to the windshield in the sand. They found the car. Oh, I forgot to tell you, uh, one of the chapters I didn't play is they found the girl dead. What? Inside lay Tony with a small revolver in his head. The paper stamp is dated. The drugs drove him mad, honey. The neighbors speculated what can make a good boy go so So I assume the underlying text, we, he kills the girl. Uh-huh. She, she, he asks, he goes to the bar, he asks her to go out. She said she hasn't had fun in a long time, so they go out and then they find her dead. I assume she uh, dissed his car. Oh my god! She's, this car is old. Why this do you is, drive around this, this is big actually like a crappy car? Yeah, it's a weird, dark, horrible story. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like one of these, and then we no. hooked up. We got nope. married. Nope. No, nope. his car is in the sand. They find it buried in the sand. That's how long it's been out there in the desert. The sand is just blown over it. I think what we're learning from this episode is there's so many good stories and really bad songs. Like that yeah. is a. It's a good story. It's a bad song is bad what you're song. saying. I love that song, though. What's your next song? It's I think good. this is a good song. Okay. This and is not going to be... Hold up. Let's hold me. Let me hold that up so I can see it. You got to hold it up. Oh, no. That's a horrible song. Oh, come on. Come on. Everybody loves this song. They love it, but you know how it ends. But, but it's, it's great. It's, it's got a great story. Okay. And, of course, it's a freaking awesome song. No, Go this for song it. is great. Rock in Peace. Ground control to Major Tom. The song ends with David, David Bowie dying. David? Who's David? Ground control to Major Tom. Do you like David Bowie? Oh, Lord. Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. What's a protein pill? Ground control Nine. to Major Tom. Sing countdown engines on three, two, check ignition and may God's love be with you. I love counting down. I love that countdown too. I love it. I remember, I don't know, it took me, like I never heard that initially. It took me a long time. And then all of a sudden one time I was listening, I'm like, 
oh my god, there's a count, there's a countdown in there somewhere. Yeah, talk about a story song, right? Yeah. So it's it's you know literally lifting off mm-hmm. as the song takes off, and of course, you know. But there's yes, it has a sad ending. All the songs I love do, but mm-hmm. but um, but also this kind of beautiful ending, right? And I think that you know where he's floating and he's looking, and planet Earth is blue, yeah. and and it's if you think about. You know, classic sci-fi movies that people love. You yeah. know, um, two thousand and one, right? This this perspective of looking down and being really lost up there, but there's that beauty below. Or even, you know, uh, even Gravity, right? Yeah. So even though that's a, a disaster movie in a, in a way, you know, there's just these moments of sort of being lost up there the and, Phantom and, and peace, right? <laughs> These aren't exactly, that isn't exactly the kind of movie I'm thinking of. But I'm just wondering if like, to me, when I, when I hear this song, I think of those movies and I wonder sometimes if one begets the other, you mm-hmm. know, if the, the tone of movies like that, in, uh, like 2001 influenced Space Oddity and if Space Oddity influenced movies to come. Was Space Oddity, bef- it was after Space 2001. Space Oddity is 1969. And 2001 was... I think it was it was before that. I can look it up. I'm going to look it up. But just that idea of being alone in space and the horror and the beauty of it at the same time, I think we've seen that captured in so many movies. And so that's how I feel with that movie. That okay. Song. Uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, 1968. Yeah, interesting. Space Oddity, 1969, up top my brother. <laughs> See, another one, another joke that... That Might joke, need to be retired. No, that joke came, that was organically. Two guys did that at a pizza place. I know. Two strangers high-fived because the guy got the number 69 at I, the airport. I'm sorry. I, for with people John, who look, don't listen to Never Not Funny, with I'm, John they're, Hamm, going, they're going, what are we talking about? With, they know. With John Hamm yeah. and Andy Richter and me and Jimmy and Matt Belknap, we witnessed this. Well, if John Hamm was involved, I'm, I'll, I'll give it another year. He didn't year. say 69 or high-five, but mm-hmm. we all laughed. <laughs> Okay, one of my favorite bands. I don't know that you you like this band too, but I don't think you like this song. And this is because um, this isn't uh, this isn't typical really for them. This is a little bit different for what they do. But this is the Kinks, and this is a song from I think it's nineteen eighty three. They put a parking lot on a piece of land where the supermarket used to stand. Before that they put up a bowling alley On the site that used to be the local pally That's where the big band used to come and play My sister went there on a Saturday Come dancing All our boyfriends used to come and call Why not come dancing It's only natural so this was the site of the of the place where his uh, sister used to go out every Saturday and dance, and he would he would wait up for her to come in, and he would watch her out the window as the boys would try to kiss her goodnight and all that good lovey-dovey stuff. And then uh, here's what happens uh, towards the end. What happens to this guy? Now I'm grown up and playing in a band, and there's a pop up where the party used to stand. My sister's married and she lives on an estate Her daughters go out, now it's her turn to wait She knows they get away with things she never could But if I asked her, I wonder if she would Come dancing, come on sister So now the, the woman who used to go out dancing, now her daughter's dancing and she's waiting up 
But when you explain it, I like it a lot more. You know? I just, uh, but otherwise that's a cheesy song for you. No, no, it's not cheesy. I just, you remember, like I said in, in another episode, like sometimes I associate music with a certain time. time yeah. And I remember that came out in like, 83. Yeah. And so I was a junior in high school and I just wanted to get out of town. And I knew that song was over, was played over it, and over It was and a and massive, over over that's again. called a massive hit single. Yeah. Yeah. Was Young Turks around that time? 1981. 1981. I don't want to play it because you played it in the last story. You have it song. on your list. Nah, I got, I got some others. So, but, but that was. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Try to explain. Oh. Remember the video? There were like dancers that would oh, pop yeah. and lock, dressed as clowns. What happened? What or, happens if you run away? If you run away, you get pregnant. First of all, poor Patty, ten pounds. That is that's a big baby. Yeah, definitely. That's a big, that's a big I baby. I think that's a. I think that's a guy writing a song who had not yet maybe. Had a baby? No. Well, it doesn't I, mm, I think Rod Stewart had a lot of babies by you then. You think even that early? Yeah? Oh, my really? God. Yeah, he had a lot of kids. Oh, okay. All right. 10 pounds, man. I love that. So it's so it's so of the time, though, that music. Yeah. But I love the video. I love I love the whole thing about it. It was, yeah, I loved the video as well. And Billy yeah. pierced his ear, drove his pickup like a lunatic. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's that idea of the two yeah. two. Lovers getting yeah. away and running away from it all and stuff like Nothing that. Nothing bad happens. But now as a parent, I look back and I go, yeah. if you run away, you get pregnant. Yeah. But at the time, I was like, yeah. Yeah, man. They're just leaving their parents. Their parents, if they had accepted them, <laughs> everything would be okay. That song turns out okay, though. Yeah. They, yeah, don't, yeah. they don't turn to drugs or prostitution. Right. Or guns. Exactly. Nice little grandbaby. So I don't know. Was that my turn? No, no, no. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. I've got one, two, like three or four Plenty left. Plenty of time. This, this no? episode is flying by. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because I've, I've, you know, mine are shorter. So yeah. I don't know. Um, okay. So uh, I don't. You're not, a, you're not a music authority like I am. I have a music <laughs> podcast. So I have to be a little, I have to be a I would be giving much more facts about the artists and the songs if Kyle was here because I could do a little more research. Ah, but it's fun just to tell the stories sometimes. Is it? Yes. Um, we cannot go into a story song podcast, I think, without this song. And this is Ode to Billy Joe. The great Bobby Gentry. <laughs> Thank you. Let's see what's happening. Papa said to Mama as he passed around the black-eyed peas. Well, Billy Joe never had a lick of sense. Pass the biscuits, please. Lower 40 I got to plow And mama said it was a shame About Billy Joe anyhow Seems like nothing ever comes to no good Up on Choctaw Ridge And now Billy Joe McAllister's Jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge this song is recorded very straight. It sounds like no one was really minding the uh, the levels and stuff on this because at the end there she comes really like she's like really on the mic on this. It's, hmm. it's, it's, it sounds very like a very independent type of a production. Although I know the song's from the '60s, correct? Well, maybe that's maybe that's why 
it has a quality that everybody likes. Maybe it that's feels why it like resonates. somebody's just like in a bar singing this song to you. And um, now they made a movie of this. And in the movie, they it, the reason that the, he jumps off the bridge is because he's gay and he's is he outed. Yeah. So so yes. And, and um, it's, a, it's a period piece too. So it wasn't it wasn't a time when the homosexuality would have been acceptable at all. Right. So it makes, which was, which was the case up until I think, uh, last year. Yeah. So, so, um, so yeah, but, um, so it would make sense for a, a movie set in that time period. That is why he would take his life. Right. Uh, but also there's, there's a, an interesting thing where, um, let's see, she is throwing something off the bridge at the end. She throws flowers off the bridge. Oh, I know what it is. She, she, in the movie, she lets everybody think that she gets pregnant and she lets everybody think that the pregnancy is his yeah. in order to save his reputation. Right, right. Um, and then she leaves town, I guess. Mm. And, oh, I don't think actually she is pregnant. I think she leaves town because she's so sick of everybody, but okay. she lets everybody think she left town because she's pregnant and the baby is his and it's saving his reputation. She want to get out of there anyway. And I think uh, that's where they go to it. But I think what's so interesting is they took this 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 song mm-hmm. about Billy Joe jumping off the Tallahassee Bridge without an answer, yeah. right? Nobody knows why. Yep. And they created this movie out of it that is interesting, you know, but certainly there's nothing in that song that really implies no, that. No. So as a, as a movie teacher, uh, I like the idea that you can just... S- Start with, I think this is the answer. Yeah. And then work your way backwards. Right. You know, why did she, why did she leave? Oh, maybe she was protecting him. Why would she be protecting him? Well, maybe there was a rumor. What would that rumor be? Maybe it was this. Maybe that's why he jumped off the bridge, you know, or just starting with why did he jump off the bridge? And then, you know, and, and finding, finding a movie out of that. Um, I did l- do a little research cause I was like, why the freak did he jump off the yeah. bridge? And, uh, I think the songwriter says something like, not really sure that's not what the point is. The point is that when these things happen, we just go about our lives and say, pass the biscuits, please. And here's this girl going, can we please talk about it? And her family is just like, well, that's a shame, you know, and it's more about how small, how, how, you know, we just don't want to think about these things. I feel like Billy Joe McAllister probably lived in the same town as Angie from Angie Baby. It feels very haunting. Both of those songs feel, I don't want to keep using the word haunting, but if they feel like that it could have been the same. Like if you were doing a, an anthology horror series, this would be the town where these people lived. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's just, it's a sort of small and it's oppressive mm-hmm. and it's, and no one's talking and nobody wants the truth. Oh, that's my hometown. <laughs> well, I think it's a lot of people's hometown yeah. and, and that's why it just, really gets you thinking but then of course there's that haunting me- mm. melody to it yeah as well um i just want to i just when we were looking for the song I, I stumbled across uh patty Smythe, who i love from the band scandal yeah and she does a version of this on a on an album and i just wanted to play a little bit of her so you can just hear her voice Today, Billy Joe McAllister jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge. She's married to John McEnroe. Yeah, she that gives, that gives doesn't a define her soul. That doesn't define her. I'm just giving some, you know, 
I have a feeling that she keeps him in line big time. Do you think? Oh my God. Yeah. Someone's got to. Yeah. Um, you know, you know what I think would be cool mm-hmm. to see uh, a new movie uh, called Ode to Billy Joe that mm-hmm. Joel has. Billy Joel. <laughs> Ode to Billy Joe. Joel. I'd love it. <laughs> that has a, a completely new story. Again, because you can take any story that you want. I don't know. But I I would love to see that. I mean, that movie that we're talking about was a TV movie. Robbie Benson. Remember how big he was? And it was 70s, right? I think so. Yeah. So it's, it's time for a new one. And and it's about someone jumps off a bridge. Yeah. Still, they still and jump off a bridge. Still jump off a bridge. She's still throwing flowers in at the end. Still got you know these conversations, but you could tell uh, any kind of story. People, if you have a story idea, you can tweet it to uh, <laughs> at Rock Solid Podcast, or you can. I'm come sorry, into, at Rock Solid Show at Rock Solid Show. You can come into an on the page uh, class, screenwriting class, and and, and break story up. on it and get to your outline right. and get into pages, and there then get the, get the rights to that song. That's <laughs> Um, you do you want to hear? I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna give you a choice. The, okay. These are you're not gonna like any of these choices. Oh, okay. I'm gonna give you three artists, and you tell me who you want to hear right now. All right. You want to hear Kenny Rogers? Oh God. Do you want to hear Harry Chapin? Oh. Or do you want to hear Neil Diamond? Oh my God. Yeah, it's like a bad Sophie's Choice. This is terrible. Yeah. You would say put them all on the train. Oh, I'm I'm good. Take them all. God. Pilar's Neil, choice. I can't do Neil Diamond. Okay. I can't. Christmas comes around and you go crazy with that. What do you mean Christmas comes around and I go crazy? Yeah, well, yeah. I never play his Christmas you, album. It you sucks. Did for, his Christmas album sucks. No, I do not play it. Then when do you always play Neil? You get in these Neil moods. I was in a Neil mood today. Oh, God. Okay. The, no I Neil actually, the, the song that I have queued up, I, I, play, I was playing this this morning and Rita's like, this, what is this song? And I was explaining to her, she goes, that, this is not a good song. Well, you know what? With that kind of, 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 set up i think we just actually have to play it let's just go for it okay and this, I, I have a bad song after this too so you go for that oh you had a lot of bad songs <laughs> i think you'll like this song because you used to live in brooklyn yeah so did neil diamond <laughs> this is a song called brooklyn roads if i close my eyes i can almost hear my mother calling neil go find your brother that is home and it's time for supper. Hurry on. This autobiographical story about when he grew up in Brooklyn. And I see two boys racing up two flights of staircase, squirming into Papa's embrace. And his whiskers warm on their face. Where's it gone? We had a triple rhyme there. We had staircase, <laughs> embrace. <laughs> His face. I think it was their face. Mm-hmm. And the whiskers warm on their face. Yeah. It was still, it was still case, embrace, face. So this is this is him. This is his. Uh, this is him growing up. There's lines in here about uh, he's he's not doing well in school. Teacher says he's got a good head, but he if he'd apply it, but he's not gonna. Do you think he becomes a famous singer? I don't know. Let's find out what happens okay. at uh, two minutes and thirty-seven seconds. Thought of going back But all I'd see are strangers' faces And all the scars that love erases But as my mind walks through those places I'm wondering What's come of them? He leaves, he never goes back 
Nope. He, he, he never looks back. He, he never, never goes back. back. Nope. He, he just keeps walking. Comes to California. That's right. That's right. And becomes a big shot. Yep. Do you remember when you took me to a Neil Diamond concert? I do. Remember? It was more like, would you please go to this with me? Yeah, it was like that. It was. You might still owe me for that. <laughs> no. I couldn't possibly. I took you to a Lyle Lover concert. Or even. That's true. No, that was a good concert. I love it. Um, you don't think Lyle Lover was a good concert? No, he was great. Why did you make that sound? I'm, I'm still thinking about Neil Diamond. Mm. Okay. So. This next one I'm going to sing for Pilar. <laughs> but this is a cheesy Crackling song Crackling Rosie. I'm going to go back to like, this is, this is maybe the first story song I ever heard. And I, I was, um, well, I guess it wasn't the first one I heard, but the first one I just like. I was like, oh, this is a story. I get it. Um, this was, I played a lot at Farm Camp Lowy, which was my camp through the summer. I'm saying that in case anybody out there actually went there. Do you think anyone I'm, listening went to I'm Farm Camp you, Lowy? Which I always say that is a made up name. <laughs> it's a, but it was the best hippie camp on earth. It was such a hippie camp. Like they, they served us granola in the morning and we sang Joni Mitchell songs at night. And then this was a favorite song that was sung by like me and the little girl campers. Okay, here we go. Oh, this one. Listen children to a story that was written long ago about a kingdom on a mountain and the valley Buried deep beneath the stone And the valley people swore They'd have it for their very That makes Neil Diamond look hip. That's the uh, that's the theme to Billy Jack, honey. Is it? Yeah, it's the Once in Soldier, Legend of Billy Jack. Really? Yeah, I bet those movies don't hold up at all. Please, if anyone's watched a Billy Jack movie in the last uh, month, I please tell me. Those, really? Those couldn't possibly hold up. I didn't know that. I mean, because I remember the Billy Jack movies, yeah. but I didn't. Well, that takes it in a completely different direction. But Winston Soldier, in the beginning, you've got these king, this kingdom and uh, the valley people want this treasure that the kingdom has. And so they, they get into this really bloody battle. Mm-hmm. And then finally, they find the stone there where the treasure is and they look beneath it. And peace on earth is all it's in. It's like a Play of the Ape movie. <laughs> Let me ask someone. I want to ask someone a question. I want to ask someone. Uh, is anybody else here? Well, Ace Frehley's here. Oh, here Ace, we go. do you think that the uh, that the the Billy Jack movies would still hold up? Sure, baby. All right, thank you, Ace. <laughs> Ace seems to think they would. Oh, thank you, Ace. <laughs> Let me ask another person because there's someone else here. Oh. Uh, Lenny Kravitz, you have anything you'd like to say to to Ace Frehley? Fuck you. All right. Thank you, Lenny Kravitz. Lenny. Lenny's bad. He's in a bad mood today. Doesn't matter. He still looks great. He sure does. Uh, I'm going to play someone today. Since you had to listen to Neil Diamond, I'm going to play an artist that I know you do like. Who? Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. <gasps> Tom 
confetti. Ah! Eddie waited till he finished high school. He went to Hollywood, got a tattoo. He met a girl out there with a tattoo too. The future was wide open. I love that line. He met a girl out there with a tattoo too. I just, I love that. <laughs> I just love how that sounds. So Eddie comes out here and does he make it? Does he make it in Hollywood? Does what he? happens? Let's find out if Eddie makes it in Hollywood. The paper said Ed always played from the heart. He got an agent and a roadie named Bart. They made a record and it went in the charts. The sky was the limit. His leather jacket had changed. And other stuff happens. I actually forget what happens. I, I don't know if he burns out at the end. I forget. What? What? You're, I forget. You're telling us a story and you don't know the end? Because it is everything seems good. Right, let's see what happens. They both met movie stars, partied and mingled. Their A&R man said, I don't hear a single. Oh, that's not good. The future was wide open. I think he rose up and then crashed down again. That's what I'm going to say that happened. Into the great wide open. Rebel without a clue. Wow. And, and you notice it was the future is wide open and the future was, was wide, wide open. open. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You picked up on that. I did not. Thank you. Hmm. And I think Winona Ryder and I know Johnny Depp's in that video. Oh, really? Yeah. Winona Ryder too. Weren't were they dating I think, at the time? Oh, I think you're, I think you're, um, I think you're doppelgangers in this movie too. Winona I mean, Ryder. No, no, no. no um, uh, uh, Joey from Friends is in here. Matt LeBlanc is in here. I think he plays the tattoo artist. Pretty sure is Joey, Joey my new doppelganger? He's not in, not in looks, but in attitude. We both love sandwiches. We both love sandwiches. We really do. Although you're, you're off sandwiches right now. I am. I'm trying to. Joey would never be off sandwiches. get fit before that number. You've seen Matt LeBlanc. He's never been off sandwiches. <laughs> If anything, he's he's a foot long all the time. I can't believe Joey. I to get a sub when I leave here. I gotta get a sub. Okay, well this. we're almost done, right? Right. Well, that sounds like someone who's not enjoying themselves. <laughs> well, we're gonna wrap it up, right? I've, I've got I've got two more. It doesn't matter how many you have. You don't know how many I have. Okay. What's your next one? This is from Cheryl Crow, and it's called Home. This is a sad song, isn't it? I'm telling you, I have no happy songs. Go for it. about this song what's going on in this well it's you know as she says she, she got married when she was 17 she wakes up she's 32 suddenly she's a different person she's 
you know, suddenly she wants to live life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she committed to somebody when she was young, but she's, she knows she needs to let go now to, to experience life. And that's what it's about. Don't take gotcha. it personally. We, never, we didn't meet till I was 29, so it's all right. The, um, you played nine female artists today. I, I, that I, might be a record. I try to throw them in, but it, I'm never, never nine. Well, you had a lot of dudes. You had a lot of dudes with country accents. Yeah. Speaking of dudes, do you want Kenny Rogers or Harry Chapin? Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. That's Pilar's favorite swear word. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Because I can swear because I'm on your show and you I'm want not the, on my show. you want the gambler or do you want W-O-L-D? I know the gambler, so let's go for W O L D. Okay, now this is uh, this is about a guy okay. who's, a, who's a DJ, and from what I can gather, uh, he um, to get work sometimes he has to leave the family and go to other stations instead of taking the family along with him. But then he'll he'll call back home from time to time, check see what they're. Sounds like a great life. So to try, <laughs> here we go. Hello, honey, it's me. What did you think when you heard me back on the radio? What did the kids say when they knew it was their long-lost daddy-o? Remember how we listened to the radio And I said, that's the place to be And how I got the job as an FM jock The day you married me It was two kids and I was into AM rock But I just had to run around It's been eight years since I left you, babe Let me tell you about what's gone down I am the morning DJ at W-O-L-D That's the worst call letters in the world, W-O-L-D, which would be world Or old Old so okay, okay, so that that lets me know that he uh, that he he they broke up eight years eight years ago. Okay. Okay. So let's find out. And and again, I'm playing this Harry Chapin song because a couple of weeks ago on our sequels show we played uh, we played Harry and we heard about uh, Sue and uh, and the whole the whole. I listened whole to thing. some of that. Yes. You were laughing. I was. This song is out actually. Why uh, I can't even talk. This song is actually off an album called Short Stories. Short stories, story songs. Let's find out what happens. It's not good. Oh. Okay, honey, I see. I guess he's better than me. Sure, old girl, I understand. You don't have to worry, I'm such a happy man. So I think he called her again to see if she'd take him back. And she's like, I'm with someone. I am the morning DJ. All right, let me do the flip side of this story for a second. All right. Mm -hmm. You're on Facebook and you're a grown woman. Mm -hmm. And suddenly somebody's like, oh, hey, yeah, I found you. And uh, yeah, I had a couple of divorces. But remember how we used to hang out? This is a dude Mm -hmm. who is just trying to get back with an old girlfriend because he's gone through his whole life. And now he wants somebody to take care of him again. And he's like, oh, I'll just look her up. And then he like acts all victimized when she's like, yeah. I've moved on. Um, don't friend me. You know, I mean, that's basically. <laughs> All right. I like, I like how you're bringing it into 2016. 
Sorry, I'm, I'm not going to name names here, but this is uh, this is this story always cracks me up. I'm not going to name any names, so you don't have to stop me. Okay. This was uh, this was when Facebook was just in its like inception. <laughs> I remember this. And we were at uh, we were at a friend's barbecue, <laughs> and we were just we were talking about stuff, and uh, no, not, I wasn't on Facebook, you weren't on Facebook, and um, all of a sudden, one of the husbands said, "Oh yeah, I read about that on Facebook," and his wife whirls around and says you have a Facebook account? And it was just like, oh boy. And go. then remember then the other husband goes, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I have one. I have and, one too. And that and that wife, wife goes, was also like, what? You have a Facebook? And because it was, it was something. And I think I turned to you and said, I do not have a Facebook Right, because account. at the time it was, it it's was like, like a this, place to meet people. Exactly, exactly. It wasn't like a place to promote your uh, fantastic music uh, comedy podcast. Oh, um, where would that be? Uh, would the be, uh, over rock, at Facebook. Rock Solid, rock solid Facebook. Uh, Facebook page, page, wherever the fuck it is. Okay, all right. Um, I would like your song, I have two more songs, but I would like to, your song to be the play out song. I, uh, I that, but but we have what? to, you have to play the beginning and the I end will. of I'll that. play the beginning and then the end and we'll let that play out. No, because it's, it tells a story. <laughs> Wait, we're going to play the beginning. Yeah. And then I'll jump to the second point. Okay. And we'll let that play to the end. Okay, so everybody's got to listen to the end. Yeah, they'll listen. Okay. Listen to the end. Because you know when the play out song comes, no, no. you just usually just turn it off. No, we're not going to do that. I'm gonna Most play, people do turn it I'm off. I'm going to play the setup. <laughs> I'm going to play the setup. Okay. okay? All right. Okay, I, I have a song to play for a play out if you want to play yours now. <laughs> no, that's okay. If you don't think they're going to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> What do you want to do? Tell me. Do you want um, to play yours right now? Well, the, I have. I, I wanted to talk about the, so, okay. this song. So, well, let's play it then. Because the reason I wanted to talk about it, though, first, is because the reason I picked it was actually had something to do with you. What? Yeah, because, it, you know, we're going back to the 50s. Mm-hmm. and When uh, I was born. No, 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 no. No, I'm just saying that because we started, I started with Leader of yes, the Pack. Yes, so This is the 50s again. But it was, I think you and I were dating and both... Of our parents, my parents, mm-hmm. when they were together, and your parents, this was their song. Yeah. So our parents had the same song. So they don't have anything in common, mm-hmm. our no. sets of parents, nope. but they both had the same song. And we both, when we were dating, talked about the fact that we both liked this song. I still like it. And I remember like my parents like singing it in the car. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, you have these like nice happy moments and, yeah. you know, imprinted in your brain. And, um, and it was this because they thought the the story was so funny. So they'd always go all the way through it and then like crack themselves up at the end. At, 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 so uh, yeah, I, okay. I have a real affinity for this song. Well, let's, uh, let's start and then I'll jump to the other point in the song. Okay, so it's Silhouettes. By the Rays. I don't even know what year. It's the 50s. <laughs> Took a walk and passed your house Late last night So he looks through the window and he sees his girlfriend, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And silhouetted against the shade with another man. Or so Mm -hmm. he thinks. Lost control and rang your bell. Strangers who had been 
Doesn't even know where his girlfriend lives. There you go. There you it's go. Not a good boyfriend. It's Doesn't know okay. where she lives. It's all right. I like that he was sore. That lets you know it's from I the fifth. Was sore. I was so angry. <laughs> now I'd be like, man, I was fucking pissed. <laughs> I see you fucking up there. I see these. Uh, Who are you? What? What do you mean? You don't. Huh? I'm street. I'm from the street. Oh, stop. This, yeah. this, this, you're gonna tip into offensive. In five seconds. I don't think so. Four. I just want to make three, America great again. Two. With my impressions. One. Done. Do you want to hear Kenny Rogers? Jeez. <laughs> I'm not going to play Kenny Rogers. It was the, you know what, though? I'm going to. It's the I'm gambler. Gonna, how do you know it's not Coward of the County? Because you said the gambler. I didn't say that. I said Kenny Rogers is the gambler. Oh. <laughs> On a warm summer's evening. Nice voice. Um, here's a song that makes me cry. Okay. But it's not my play out song. Okay. The gambler doesn't make me cry. I would hope not. Makes you cry one, one, one Thursday a month when I come home from <laughs> poker and you go, Did you win? I go, Just go to sleep. <laughs> okay, this is a Taylor Swift song that my daughter introduced me to, and this is called Mary's Song, Oh My, My, My. This makes me cry. Oh, no. I try not to. Oh, my God. You're starting to already. No, no I'm not. Yes. I have onions on myself. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Train bound for no. That's not. That's not Taylor Swift. She said I was seven and you were nine. I looked at you like the stars that shine in the sky. The pretty lights. And our daddies used to joke about the two of us growing up and falling in love and a mama's smile. Not gonna cry. Are you okay? That's a funny lyric, though. She says, uh, take me back to the house in the backyard tree. You said you'd beat me up. But then she said, but you never did. So anyway, this is about two kids that are five and seven that are, they play together, a boy and a girl. And of course the parents joke, you know, hey, look at these two. Wouldn't that be funny if, you know, someday. So let's find out what happens at two minutes and 31 seconds. A few years had gone and come around. We were sitting at our favorite spot in town and you looked at me. get married Aww. then there's another verse it's uh i'll be 87 you'll be 89 are you sure you I want like to go it. there no okay because you right i can't do it you get well, you're you know you held it together pat i'm proud bad. of you i didn't hold it together when i was queuing it up today does everybody know what a sentimental mess you are yeah like, yeah i the, cried everybody... on the show during the country episode okay all right playing that goddamn uh that song <laughs> you're gonna miss this yeah you, you play that all the time and you always all cry the time. i haven't played it for <laughs> since that episode okay uh before i play the my number one story song of all time what 
right. the quintessential story song, okay. in my opinion. All right. Because it's so perfect. There's so many things musically going on in it. The mu- the, the lyrics are right on point. It's it, To get all this information out, it's based on a true event. I love it, love it, love it. But before we do that, we're going to do a little promoting. Mm-hmm. How do we give away these Coffee Break screenwriting books? What is there a trivia question? Oh, a trivia question? What? Is there some type of trivia question? Oh, Oh, how about this? For, how about this? Oh, the first four people that can tell me the movie that Pilar and I went to on our first date, and I'm going to give you clues. Oh. It was released in 1995, and the title of the movie is a number, and that's all I'm going to tell you. So that's the movie that Pilar and I went uh, out uh, went to on our first. Uh, official date. Oh, I think you made it really easy. Well, it, but it, it's it's all it's also a numbers game. It's you know, and the first again, the first four people who tell me that, so they're gonna have to look this up and figure it out. You okay. know what I mean? All right, so, and I will I will sign it. Oh, we don't, no, don't sign them. <laughs> we don't want. It's worth more on eBay if I sign it. Yeah, you can sign them. <laughs> so, um, where do we find you? We find you. Uh, go to onthepage.tv. That tells me everything. That tells me classes and everything. Classes, um, the book, out of town. Well, it doesn't say out of town events, mm-hmm. but um, you can get on my mailing list. Um, also, uh, uh, oh, what, oh, yeah, I have a podcast. That's what I was yes. trying to remember. <laughs> you record it right here at this very <laughs> table. Very table. In the, we're recording in my studio uh, at the On the Page Studios in Studio City. Um, yes, so the, the podcast is called mm. On the Page. And and I've done 460-something episodes. It's not a competition. And it's not a competition. <laughs> um, but I know I'm explaining that, why, like why my mind is going, because I've done all those episodes. Um, but we always talk about anything script-related, um, and we have uh, lots of great guests come in. They can be writers. They can be producers. Sometimes it can even be Sarah's 10th grade teacher if he teaches great writing exercises. That was last week. Think of uh, how many famous people have sat in these chairs. Who are some of the most famous people you've had um, in this room? We've had Amy Brenneman here. We've had um, Molly Terry. Shannon. Yep. Terry, Terry Rossio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Bogdanovich. Peter Bogdan- Melissa Rauch from uh, Big Bang Theory. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, just amazing people have come through this through the doors here it's just been pretty pretty cool and not not to mention all the guests you've had my god oh my god i couldn't even begin to pilar i don't uh, we don't have enough time in the show uh where are you on twitter um i'm at on the page and uh there's an on the page facebook page as well and you uh your tweets though are mostly um script related script related informational stuff exactly only one of us can do the uh what they think about everything tweets and and that would be you. you could you could make a Twitter thing like with a fake name. No, I, I don't really feel the need to do this. Okay, okay cool. <laughs> That's what it's saying. Some people, you know, I, it's I their form two. of expression. I have you. I have two. I have one for promoting the show. That's at Rock Solid Show. Mm-hmm. Also, find me at Pat underscore Francis. Find Kyle at Kyle Dots and Funny. Uh, don't forget to go to rocksolidpodcast.com and read Andrew Rich's amazing show notes every week. Uh, you call him Andrew Rich, but we call him A-bombs. He's awesome. He is awesome. We call him A-bombs. <laughs> also, um, Adam Jones is doing the artwork for this episode. Oh, is that my guy? That's your guy. I mean, if you want to single him out now in front of all the other artists <laughs> and to say, because you just did, you basically <laughs> said, oh, I don't like the other artists. No, I love the other artists. I'm, you know, I'm jealous of your artists. But you're partial I'm jealous to, you're partial your to Adam. Well, you know, everybody's got a favorite something. Okay. Well, there you go. You know, there it's out there. I can't, I can't edit that out. I've got a favorite husband. 
Pat Francis. What's his name? What I have two. I have another family in San Diego, <laughs> and uh, it's a different. It's all. It's uh, turned around there. There, I have two boys oh. and a dog. Wow. Here I have that's two girls. Completely bizarro. Okay. So anyway, uh, thank you, Pilar, for doing this. Uh, you look uh, exactly the same as when I met you. Oh, it's nice because you've Seriously. gotten older and clearly your eyesight's going. So that that it all works. Like I get huh? older, your eyesight goes. What? And that's the, the key to a happy marriage. My eyesight is fine. Thank you, honey. I love, I love being on I think my eyesight is going, show. though. I was doing push-ups the other day and I went down too far and hit my face right on the floor. So I think my eyesight might be going. Did you really do that? No, no one would do that. Either. <laughs> Why would you believe it's, that? It's funny. <laughs> I know it's funny, but it's not true. You do push-ups every day, though, and you, yes, I you do. know, and you look good doing them. So Thank there you, you go. Yeah, you should hear me when I'm doing them. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Why am I doing this? Okay, so here we go. This, uh, this song. I told you about this song when we first dated because I told you this would make an amazing movie. How has there not been a movie made about the life of boxer? Reuben Hurricane Carter. And then? And then, I pl- and then there was a movie made. Yes, right after you right told me after. that. Right mm-hmm. after. I casted it. I said, this would be a great movie for Eddie Murphy. This would get, be a serious role <laughs> for Eddie Murphy to do. I did say that. I remember saying this. But anyway, this is Bob Dylan's song from his album Desire. This song, I don't even know the other songs on this album because I can't get to them because I listened to Hurricane on a loop. Yes. But I'm going to play it. I'm going to start at the beginning and then take it to the end. And there's, there's just percussion and there's there's fiddle there's so much going on so let's uh, let's start it out here we go pistol shots ring out in a bar room night into betty valentine from the upper hall she sees a bartender in a pool of blood cries out my god they killed them all here comes the story of the hurricane the man the authorities came to play for something that he never So Reuben Hurricane Carter uh, is, uh, you know, accused of murder, a double homicide. It's in the 60s. Pretty sure it was in the 60s. It was when there was uh, social and uh, racial unrest. Again, last year. Could, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, like, I know. All these songs were playing and it's all still the same. I know. So this song, uh, Bob Dylan nails every every verse of this song. I mean... He names he names the real people's names. He the date. I mean, he gets everything. This is so perfect. And then, of course, here's what happens at the end. And uh, we're just going to let this play out to the end. So, Pilar, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Happy birthday. Thank you. Can we do it again next birthday? Look. What? We'll discuss that. Okay. What topic would you do? Just off the top of your head, what would you do? I have a year to figure it out. All right. right. Okay. That's good. Uh, <laughs> Follow Pilar, like her Facebook page, and uh, people that live in other countries that listen. Uh, Pilar also has online classes that you can uh, you can buy. Uh, write us write us a nice review on iTunes. Uh, there's a recurring donation button over at the website. Two bucks, come on, folks. Two bucks a month. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Here's the rest of Hurricane by Bob Dylan. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. Robert Carter was falsely tried. Testified. Bello and Bradley, and they both all they lied. The newspapers, they all went on for 
the ride How can the life of such a man Be in the palm of some fool's hand To see him obviously framed Couldn't help but make me feel ashamed To live in a land where justice is again I'm free to drink martinis and watch the sunrise While Ruben sits like Buddha in a ten-foot cell An innocent man in a living hell Is that the story of the hurricane? But it won't be over till they clear his name And give him back the time he's done Put in a prison cell, but one time He could have been the champion of the world Thank you for having me on your show. 